Hello and welcome to No Worries If Not, season two, episode two. I have just realized that the microphone wasn't connected last week, but it is today. So the sound quality should be a hell of a lot better. This week, we have breaking news about the London Marathon. <laughs> They're not releasing the ballot for another three weeks. Like talk about tearing the absolute arse out of this. Like at this stage, we're going to have about a month's notice before we know if we're running it or not. Um, but no, we're going to find out in March. So at least I will know then. The ballot result is out on the same day as my stepmom's birthday. And she's convinced she's like, oh, you're definitely going to get it. That's good luck. You're finding out on my birthday. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't know. But they did say they're they have to figure out people from 2020 that's deferred 2021, etc. So I do think there's going to be very limited spaces. I'm not very hopeful. But as I said before, if I get it, I'm doing it. So today's episode is a quick Q&A. So I got some questions from people on running that I'm going to go straight into. So question number one, I'm going to keep these people anonymous just in case they don't want me like blurting out the name like, oh, Lynn from Kill asked. Um, so question number one, what is your fastest 5K? Oof, going straight in with a bit of speed. My fastest 5K is 21 minutes and three seconds. I am going to attempt a sub 21 in this training block usually around six to eight weeks into the training block you your fitness well my fitness did feel superior and I felt fresh and like I could take on the challenge don't feel like that right now um <laughs> but we are only like a couple of weeks back in so yeah in a few weeks potentially April time I will test my five and 10k and see how we get on. But yes, fastest 5K is 2103. Fastest 10K is 46 something, I think. Yeah, 46 something for my fastest 5K. 10K, 5K is 2103. Second question, how to stop the panicky breathing when running? Okay, yeah, so I get this. This person actually messaged me and they were like, okay, my breathing is awful when I'm running. How do I stop it? I feel like I'm constantly gasping and like reaching for a breath that isn't there. Okay, so the best advice I can give you is two breaths in through your nose and one out through your mouth. When you're doing this, um, and I know I spoke about this in the pod before, it's you're consciously slowing down the breathing process. You don't need to constantly be grasping for your breath and it's more a mind issue than it is a lung capacity issue like you will keep breathing but in your mind you're like I'm getting tired my body's getting tired and then constantly you're grasping for breath slow it right down two in through the nose one out through the mouth and away you go the next question we got was what pre-workout food do you have well this depends on a morning session. So when I'm up early and going for a run, I will have like a Rice Krispie Squares or a breakfast bar, something that is quick, fast acting carbs that won't upset my stomach. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, which you probably do, you will have seen that I have a serious problem with acid reflux and heartburn indigestion constantly. It really took a, a turn over the last couple of months and it is it feels like it's daily now. So I do have to be quite conscious of what I'm eating. I know my trigger foods. I know what causes it. So my pre-workout foods, what I have before a run um, are really important in the sense that they're quite similar all the time. They don't change, but it's important for me that they don't so that I'm able to run because if they do change at all, 
or I have any of my trigger foods, then I am in a world of pain when I'm running, literally feels like my esophagus is on fire, which is not a nice thing. So pre early morning session, I will have obviously coffee, which apparently is one of my trigger foods, but let's not alert that to anyone because I can't live without it. Um, I will have a coffee. I will have as much water as I can stomach. So I usually run about an hour and a half after I get up. So I will try and have about a liter of water into me before I go on a run coffee and uh, like a rice crispy squares or a breakfast bar type thing gone off Kellogg's rice crispy squares really like the Aldi ones and um, but that's just totally per- personal preference ideally you want to be having some fast acting carbs something that's going to be quite light on the stomach but will give you energy to go for an early session or for a shorter session now if you're having a longer session so at the weekends I will have my all-time famous bagel banana and coffee with water as well and roughly have that an hour and a half before I go out and then I'll bring energy gels and electrolytes and stuff on the run with me I have new electrolytes that I want to trial they're I think they're quite spenny though to get because they're an American brand but I've heard good things so I'm gonna trial them and we'll let you know um but yeah weekends I will ideally have some more tried the whole cereal route kind of upsets the tummy a little bit I can have oats I had oats the morning before the marathon they fueled me perfect but to be honest I think I could have literally had a pizza that morning and still been high on life uh, doing that marathon because the adrenaline just took the whole thing away like I didn't even stop to pee once in the marathon which is unheard of for me because I can't go an hour without peeing um, on a normal day but somehow I could go three and a half hours whilst consuming a ton of water and not needing to go to the bathroom so adrenaline has a lot to answer for there but yes oats are fine for a longer run but just make sure you're giving yourself like an hour an hour and a half after you eat to let that fully settle so you don't get any stomach discomfort and make sure you're getting water in too uh, next question came in how to not come out too fast and there's a second part to this but we'll go with the first one okay so where I run in the mornings there is a god-awful incline for about 600 meters. And I swear to God, it is the longest incline. The wind always seems to be going against you. And there is nothing more humbling than that slowing you down. Um, but no, essentially it is, again, it, it's a mindset thing. You, of course, you go out the door and you're like, this is it, I'm going to do a great run. And you go flat to the mat. And you'd be lucky if you get to a kilometer, a kilometer and a half, and you're not like completely out of breath exhausted aches and pains struggling to catch your breath thinking this is the worst thing ever you're never going to be able to do it so it's just about being aware of playing the long game so similar to like what you would say to someone who's on like a fat loss journey like you you're not going to go from zero to 100 it straight away you can't do that with running either you need to pace yourself and that was the second part of your your question how to pace yourself better on my Garmin, I have a feature that I can set the pace target. So I can set it to like five to 520 or six to 610, whatever speed or pace I want to be going at. And it will literally alert me if I'm going over it. And I find that's quite helpful because you can start out and I would always recommend starting out a little bit slower and then building your pace as you're progressing through the distance on your um, on your run. If you start out slower, you will finish faster. And finishing at a peak is more optimal than peaking the minute you go out the door and then finishing in a heap. And so like we would say in the gym, you want your last rep to be your best rep. So 
You want your last kilometer when you're coming home to feel strong, to feel efficient, to feel like you are controlling your breath, that you're not completely gassed, that you're essentially, if someone said to you, okay, do another two kilometers, that you're not completely wore out and like, no, like I'm flatlining. I literally cannot do it. You don't want that. You want to be finishing strong and finishing feeling good that if you could or you needed to you will be able to go and run a bit fast a bit more um at the same speed you're going at so it's all about kind of playing the long game and you're better off being consistently good than occasionally great and I heard a running coach says this all the time Jeff Cunningham in the states and he always says it that he does not want to see people going out and like literally red like red heart rates the whole way, flatlining completely, bursting their arses 24 seven, like yes, put in the work. But if you're exhausting yourself and you still have more sessions to do that week and you're only halfway into a session and you're already like at your max heart rate, struggling to breathe, can't hold down a conversation, slouching over your form is gone, then ultimately you've gone out too fast and you haven't paced yourself. So starting off a little bit slower, to enable you to finish faster, but finish efficiently and feeling good is going to stand to you so much better. So it's just about being, I suppose, a little bit of a grown up, despite us all wanting to go out and be like, I'm so fast. My first kilometer was whatever. I would rather, if someone said to me, my first kilometer was six minutes, 30, but my last kilometer was five, five, 10. That to me is a win. If you tell me your first kilometer was five, five, 10 and your last was 6.30, then something went wrong. You went out too fast and you weren't able to sustain it. So you want to go out at a sustainable pace and using your watch to set those pace targets is going to be a game changer, absolute game changer. Um, okay, next question I got was, what races do you have planned this year? Okay, not many, to be honest, uh, for someone who loves running. I have a half marathon in nine days time, the 5th of March, I have a half marathon um, here in Ireland. I know Winona has so many races. Like she was like, oh yeah, I've got one in nine days too in Paris. And I'm like, oh, mine's in Louth. <laughs> um, I, well, I think it's in Louth. Carlingford, wherever that is. I think it's Louth. I always mix up the counties but anyway um yes I have a half marathon in nine days I have Cork the start of June and then potentially putting it out there to the world I will have London the start of October that's all I have booked now oh and of course the either 15th 16th 17th whatever Saturday falls around then in October I will be doing the breast cancer 10k in the Phoenix Park again and hopefully this year it should be in person because that was my very first ever run and as long as I have two working legs attached to my body I will be doing that run every year and um, I love it I absolutely love it and I'm going to rope people into doing that with me men women everything so if anyone's in let me know but we will be doing that for fun not for time don't even care about time on it it is such a fun day for such a good cause and yes that would be the one I do in middle of October and last year the Belfast Marathon was the 3rd of October and I had that run on the, well, it was meant to be the 16th, but it was virtual. So I did it on my birthday on the 15th, which was two, like less than two weeks later. And I was like, oh God, I won't be able to do it. But I did and I loved it. And I think it really helps you get over that slump after the marathon. So if I do have London on the 3rd of October this year, I will still be doing the Breast Cancer 10K in October as well. So there are my races, Carlingford, Cork, potentially London, and then the Phoenix Park 
in October. I have no other races planned for this year. Okay, another question was, are you still strength training? If so, how do you manage the two? Yeah, so I am definitely still strength training and strength training is like a huge part of my whole training, what I do. I love it. Um, and I love being in the gym. Really, really love it. I, It's called hybrid training now or like the hybrid athlete that you're doing a bit of both. So I will do, if I have an important run, I will do the run first. If I have an easy run, I will do my strength training first. Now, just at the moment, the way my kind of schedule and life is going, I have to do my training first thing in the morning. In the next month or so, I will be able to split that. So I will do one in the morning, one in the afternoon, which will be a game changer. And I'm so looking forward to that. But at the moment, it is one training or two training sessions back to back. So it's like strength or run or then run and strength, whatever way it goes. Um, I strength train four days a week and I run five days a week. Now the five day a week running is only when I'm on a marathon training block. And I don't predominantly aim for PBs in my strength training during this time. I train for the muscle memory. I train for the strength in my muscle and to have that there, like to build my quads, to build my calves, to build my back muscles, my glutes to support my running. So when I'm on a marathon training block, my gym workouts, my weights, my strength training is all to promote and enable me to run efficiently without injury. When I'm not on a running training block, I will train strength five times a week, aiming to progress in my lifts, to increase them, to get stronger, to build more muscle. And I will only run three times a week. So it kind of flips between what I'm doing. Um, realistically, these will probably be my last marathons for a while this year um, because I want to go traveling a bit more. Um, and with like work and life, it is quite hard to balance it all. So these will probably be the last marathons for a little while. I'll probably end up doing half marathons, 10Ks, that kind of stuff. But because a marathon block does take up quite some time, like last year it took, I think, 16 to 18 weeks. This year we're going for like a 14-week um, lead on it. And then if I get London, it'll be from July to October, which will be roughly around, yeah, probably 12 to 14 weeks again to give myself some time between Cork and starting that. So it's not as long as the first one, because I think once you have the experience in you, you probably don't need to do the 16 to 18 weeks of training. Um, but yes, getting totally sidetracked there. For strength training whilst running and training for a marathon, I'm not pushing weights much. It's more just muscle memory, keeping the strength there, keeping the muscle active and aiming to promote my running as best as I can rather than striving for PBs in the gym. Because I tried that last year and you just can't do both because you'll end up getting a PB on a lower body movement and then you go out and try and do a speed run and you're in a heap for like four days and it's, it's just not possible. So I am training to prevent injury and obviously because resistance training is so beneficial for your health, of course, I'm always going to keep it in there. But at the moment, it's four days a week when I am not training for a marathon, it is five days a week. Uh, the next question I got was, what runners do you wear when running? Oh, now I get this a lot. People ask me all the time, like, oh, what shoes should I get? It really depends. And I know that's such a shitty answer, but it's the truth. It depends. I wear a Nike. I really like Nike. Only certain Nikes. And of course, Princess Feet over here likes the expensive Nikes. I have tried various Nikes, haven't worked out. 
I've tried different shoes, one or two different brands. I just, I'm just a Nike sponsored athlete. No, I'm not. Um, I just, I like Nike. They suit me. They're comfortable. They have the carbon plate. They are light on my feet. They're the flying the technology that my foot isn't getting absolutely suffocated. So yeah, I like Nike, but it just depends. I have friends who wear Nike and Asics. I have friends who are trying out the Hoka's, who are trying out New Balance. I know people that wear all different shoes. So it really just depends on the person. So I would highly recommend going and getting like a gait analysis done in a running specific shop. Now, if you go to, obviously, if you go to like Nike or Adidas, they're going to promote their own shoes. But if you go to an independent running shop that does a gait analysis, they will then tell you what shoe will be best for you. And that is the best way of finding out what shoe works well for you. Okay, the shoe question is done. Next question was, oh, someone asked me something about the marathon and I can't find it now. Do you remember all of them? Oh yeah. So actually that was a really good question. Someone said to me, do you remember much of the marathon or has it completely gone from your mind? I remember bits of the marathon, but I'm not going to lie. There are some parts that I'm like, I have a mental fog. I can recall obviously starting it the first kilometer or two. I remember the midway point, it got really windy and a bit of rain. I remember when the pain kicked in. I remember seeing my friends at like kilometer 39, 40. And I do remember the last two kilometers in because in my head, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. Um, and I remember crossing the I don't actually remember crossing the finish line to be honest I don't remember that I remember coming around the corner and seeing it then I went into like this euphoria state of mind and then I remember ringing remember ringing my partner when I got through the finish line my phone wouldn't connect and I was like oh my god there's so many people here where is he how am I going to find him and then I eventually got through and I looked to the left where he told me to look and my dad was standing there and my two little brothers and I got really emotional then um, and then I had to do like this felt like the walk of shame like the longest walk ever to try and get around to them so I remember afterwards really well but no I don't remember all of it and I think that's why I'm so desperate to do another one because I got a great time in my marathon last year for me like I was so happy with it but I want to remember it and the experience so I think if like if I get London London to me is going to be a huge experience so if I get London I do just want to enjoy it like and embrace it take it all in um yeah I love it but no I don't remember the last the last one not all of it at all so I do want to be able to remember a marathon this year um but we'll see how that goes uh someone asked me do I have do you have hi Lynn do you have a target or goal for Cork that's a tough one Obviously, I would like to improve on my marathon time for last year, but I kind of feel like I've shot myself in the foot because I got such a good time that I don't know if I'll be able to get it again. And um, I would like to. I am going to try to beat my time from last year. Like, even if I beat it by a second, I'll be happy because it is an improvement. But yeah, just finishing a marathon is great. And I know that's such a wanky thing to say. Like, oh, it's just all about being there and enjoying the day. But it really is. Um, yeah, I would like to improve on my time from Belfast, but if I don't and I finish it and I'm happy and I remember a lot more of it and I take it all in, like someone said that at the towards the last kilometer in Belfast, there was a girl running. She had obviously done more than one marathon 
and she was talking to someone who was clearly doing their first marathon and they were struggling and she said to them like slow down like forget the time right now take all of this in embrace all of this like you want to remember this you're going to forget this if you just keep focusing on like your time your time your time and that really stuck with me and I think there was an element of Belfast where I remembered so much and then there was an element where I don't remember because all I wanted to do was like get this great time so although yes it would be great to improve on my time because obviously we want to improve when we go and do something again the next time after doing it once I also want to enjoy the day the experience everything so that's kind of a goal too and if I get London it will just be taking it all in and I'm not going to set myself a target for London because my body's going to be fatigued enough anyway from doing cork so finishing London and just embracing the whole day will be amazing if I get it obviously I'll talk about a marathon here that I haven't even got into yet but sure look that's who we are it's what we do um okay next question and then I'm going to round this up or wind this up because I don't want it to be too long okay not so much a question we're looking for some advice okay well yeah we can do that too she likes to talk and listen to herself uh really struggling with the weather at the moment and getting out and getting my running done have a race in the summer um not a marathon but a running race anyway and struggling to get the motivation to get out and run any tips or what do you do when this strikes yeah okay I totally get it the weather has been awful here in Ireland and the UK like we've had I'd say about four storms back to back in the last week it's been ridiculous I think we had three in like three days there was Douglas Eunice and Franklin that just attacked us for the weekend and it was awful like I'm not gonna lie it was awful two things motivation isn't something that you switch on and off and to have that motivation you have to take action and I know again that sounds quite wanky but you do because no one gets like I don't I didn't wake up one day with the motivation to run a marathon but from running and progressing in my running and getting stronger in it and feeling better and feeling more capable the momentum and the motivation built so take action and also without sounding like an absolute arse if you live in Ireland or the UK your weather is going to be pretty shite most of the time like yes we are coming into a period of time where we do get somewhat brighter days a little bit less rain and wind but at the moment the weather is pretty awful so it's just about having that kind of sit down chat with yourself and being like okay am I enjoying not getting my training sessions in? Am I, like, does this make me feel good or would I feel better for getting it done? If you have access to a treadmill, go do it. Yes, they're not as fun. Yes, it's a bit chitter. Yeah, you're looking at a wall or whatever's in front of you and it's boring. But you're better off getting something done and something into the legs rather than nothing. So if your training plan says you have an 11 or 12K run, for example, and it's lashing rain, and you have half an hour, just go to a half an hour on the treadmill. You're getting something into your legs. You're getting mileage in. You're getting your legs used to the endurance. You're getting your legs used to being used repetitively, putting in the mileage and doing the work repetitively. And that's what you want. Like the last two weeks, my running was predominantly treadmill based. So there was a period of, yeah, definitely. It was two weeks, two full weeks if not more, of just treadmill running. I did treadmill running on the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then the following week, I didn't do any outside. And then the Monday this week. So yeah, like over two weeks of running solidly on a treadmill because of the weather, because I was on my own, because I didn't have anyone with me to run outside. And where I run, it's it's not, it wouldn't be the safest spot. Well, I just wouldn't feel safe 
um at like half five in the morning baiting the roads of that area because it's not well lit up there's not that many people there anyway that's a whole other topic and someone did ask me about that but yeah we'll get to that um so I was doing it on the treadmill and I should have been starting my marathon block I should have been incorporating speed run and tempo runs but I was on the treadmill and as you know when you're on the treadmill when you're out running and you have to increase your speed you can nearly do it instantly like you can just pump the legs faster and go when you're on the treadmill you're like pressing the button and it's like beep, 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 beep. and then the revolver is trying to speed up and it will take you a good 30 seconds to get to where you want to get to so you might not get your speed work in you might not get to do intervals you won't get to do hill work but you're getting mileage in the legs so for those like two weeks i was doing roughly six to eight k i did a 10 i did a 12 on the treadmill now that taste tested my resilience no end but i did it like i never thought i'd get more than like 8k on a treadmill and i did it because i had to i had to get the miles in not had to i wanted to get my mileage in i wasn't going to run outside on my own the weather was awful i didn't want to run in that area on my own so i did it on the treadmill so i suppose it's sitting down and it is the fierce side of self-compassion calling yourself out and being like okay i'm doing this because I know it's going to make me feel good I am going to do it on the treadmill even though it doesn't feel great but I'm going to feel better for getting the miles into my legs and it'll benefit my training in the long run also we kind of have to get used to the weather when it's awful especially if you're in Ireland or England it's just it's, it's what we signed up for living here unfortunately um because you know there's so many other benefits to living here like the booming housing market and the <laughs> the sensational minimum wage opportunities that you have here and um, but no motivation is something that you have to create yourself by taking action unfortunately if i could bottle it up and sell it i'd be a multi-millionaire but that's not how it works unfortunately okay last question for today and then i'll be back on friday with a review of the week so someone asked me hi lynn how do you approach running on your own running early mornings in darkness etc etc do you feel safe and what measures do you take to keep safe okay so this is obviously quite topical and it really shouldn't be and we shouldn't have to take measures for our own safety because ultimately we are not the ones putting ourselves at risk of being unsafe it is other people doing this and um, my best advice is if you have people to run with of course to run with people we all want to be able to run and get our runs done. And I am all for people doing it, but I'm also all for understanding that people are very nervous. And I may come across like I'm like literally a swinging brick for a heart and like strong as an ox, but I'm not like, I'm actually not. Um, I'm very nervous to run on my own at the moment. And I haven't done so since everything happened here. So I'm running with someone all the time. If I don't have my usual running partner, I will run with someone else who's doing a race. I have reached out to my partner's friends. They run with me if, if he's not around um, or else I'll do it on the treadmill. So yeah, it kind of has impacted how I'm, I'm running and training. I When I first started running, I would get up at like half five in the morning and do a run here in my local area for 35 40 minutes and come in without even blinking an eye and my nanny and my mom would be like Jesus don't be going out on your own like be careful out there and of course I was like grant fine like she's don't be silly nothing's gonna happen to me here but obviously when something does happen close to home to another female it does kind of irk you a bit I wish it didn't and it annoys me that it irks me but it does and I'm 
being proactive in my own safety. Now, in saying that, when the weather does pick up, I will feel a little bit more comfortable going out. At the moment, it's still quite dark. It's still, the weather is awful. And I'm not running in the middle of the day. I would feel more comfortable if I was running in the middle of the day. Like if that suited my timetable and my schedule, then I absolutely would. Come the summer months, and as I said, my training is going to change in the next month or two, how I'm doing my training. So I will then most likely be training later in the day and be going by myself. And I'll feel okay doing that. Like, yeah, I'm sure I'll be a bit nervous at first. I won't have my headphones absolutely blasting. I'll stick to busier routes and, you know, well-populated areas and lit-up areas. But I will get back to doing it. I think it's just unfortunate that what happened in Ireland in January happened. And it's awful and it's hard to get away from. And it does make you very nervous. And it makes you... Like it was, the, it was the middle of the day, you know, it just, it kind of sits with you, I suppose. Um, and it just, it doesn't bear thinking about it. And it's, it's something that we shouldn't have to think about because at the end of the day, we're not the ones doing anything wrong, but I don't want the podcast to go really deep. Um, that that's not what it's about. I want to promote and empower people to go out and run. And I think, I suppose for me, that would be going out and doing it as well and leading by example. And I will go for a run by myself again, eventually. And it won't be on the treadmill. I will go outside um but I also like when the weather's nice and when it's bright outside so we're coming into that time now I will be back to running by myself in the next couple of weeks in the daylight and it will all be absolutely fine because we can't let these things completely impact our lives and completely shelter us from living and doing what we want to do so yes run safe have your phone with you have your safety features turned on have your alerts on let people know where you're going a simple, hey, I'm going on a run and I'm going to run around the Phoenix Park now. I'm going to WhatsApp you my live location while I'm running. Like that's a very simple way. Most of us run with our phones on us anyway. It's a very simple way of something having your location and knowing where you're going. Let's send them a picture of what you're wearing if it makes you feel more comfortable. Yes, I like Christ, I really know these are things we should not have to be doing. Like not in the slightest, but it might help. So there's just a couple of ideas that you could do to help. But obviously, if anyone does have suggestions or any feedback on that, then please do let me know. Or what do you do to keep yourself safe and to keep your own mind at ease when you're out on your own, walking, running, jogging, whatever it might be. Um, yeah, let me know. We can share them. We can open that discussion. This is a safe place. I am here for it. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening. I'm going to wrap up this Q&A. Thank you for your questions. Again, if there's any more questions, um, I will be popping up the question box on Instagram. If you do have questions on this podcast, on the one I'm going to release on Friday, which is the weekly roundup, or on anything in general, please do let me know because we can cover everything on this. It doesn't just have to be predominantly running. But yes, for now, I am going to go enjoy the rest of my week. I hope you enjoy the rest of yours. If you did like this or you know anyone that would like a podcast on running or to hear my beautiful Irish voice, please do share, even though my voice is awful and I hate it. Um, yes. Please share it. Please subscribe to the podcast and let me know any of your questions or thoughts on our topics. Thank you again for listening and I will chat to you on Friday.